I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Previously on Haunted. I just can't help thinking this signal, it's still out there. What are you drawing? Nothing, just killing time. Vanderburg Academy is a boarding school. Your parents pretty much have to be richer than God for you to get in. A student was working late in the chemistry labs. She suffered some kind of accident and spilled acid over herself. So something got into that locked room and killed her? Or it was already in here waiting for her. But there's nowhere to hide. Why isn't the room sealed with police tape? Monster. Monster? The list your mother gave me. It lists every student registered at the academy, yes? Yes, 143 students total. Except there are 145 students sitting in that room. What? Are you sure? Yes, I am. Abigail, there are two extra students here. Haunted, the audio drama. Episode 4 The Lonely Shadows Part 2 of 4 Written by Jamie Evans This is the office, quickly. Okay, you see if you can get into one of those computers. I'll check the filing cabinets. Who's this Kayla that you were speaking to? And how do you know she's reliable? I don't, but right now she's our best lead. She says that Rachel and Professor Carlton both had run-ins with a girl named Linda Kleinfeld, but she goes by the nickname Raven. Oh, God. I forgot how unbearable teenage goth kids can be. What if she's one of the students missing from the list? If she is, I'd like to know that. James, I've been thinking. About what? The vicious wounds on Professor Carlton and throwing acid in Rachel's face. Both of those are violent attacks, right? Well, they're not peaceful. Like something somebody in a frenzy would do. I see where you're going with this. Well, could it be? Is there any chance that what's going on here is related to the signal? I don't know. I suppose it is possible that radio signals from Greenvale could reach out this far. And the signal can be recorded as well. We saw that for ourselves. That means it could probably be anywhere, right? We've never seen the signal give someone the ability to crush someone's heart through their chest without leaving a mark, though. Is your boyfriend sure about that? 
Stop calling him my boyfriend. And yes, he's sure. The wounds to the arms and face are just superficial, nothing more than torture. Oh, this is the stupidest filing system I've ever encountered, by the way. I've seen worse. I'm into the records here. How did you do that? Whoever Gladys is, she keeps her password and username written down on a post-it, completely defeating the object when it comes to computer security. But, hey, can't explain that to a boomer. A what a? Never mind. Here she is, Linda Kleinfeld. She's in the system. She's a registered member of the school. Can you bring up her timetable? Was she in Professor Carlton's class? Yes, right there. Every Tuesday and Thursday. She should have that class today, straight after lunch. Right, so she's in that class. Check her file. Are there any incidents listed with Rachel? No, there's nothing. There isn't force to be, though. I mean, teenagers are good at hiding things from adults. If the two of them had beef, they would take care of it away from the staff. Okay, well, what about... Shh! The assembly's over! Under the desk, now! Oh! What are you doing in here? Hello, I'm the, uh, supply teacher. What? Covering Professor Carlton's class. That is right, isn't it? Uh, I suppose. The headmaster hasn't mentioned anything to me, though. He usually does. He just called me this morning. Perhaps he hasn't had time to catch up with you yet. Yes, that must be it. How did you get in? I thought I locked this door. Well, I hate to doubt you, but the door was unlocked when I came in. Really? Hmm. I must need to take a vacation, then. Welcome aboard, Professor... Uh, Hunter. Professor Hunter. Nice to meet you. Would you mind terribly showing me around? I'd rather like to know where my classroom is. Of course. Come on. Sure, just leave me behind. What am I supposed to do? Oh, I wonder if I can find this raven girl. Ah, a blackboard. I love blackboards, don't you? Don't see them in many schools these days. Do you know if you'll be with us for a long time, Professor Hunter? I'm not sure, actually. The headmaster agreed to a trial run, so I suppose it all depends on how well I do. I'm sure you'll be excellent. I must say, you don't look much like an English teacher. Oh, no? You're a bit overdressed with that waistcoat, for starters. The hair is... well, you look more like a magician. A magician? What are you doing? Why are you checking all the cupboards? Oh, um, I'm just getting to know the place, you know, what kids can be like, especially teenagers. Best to know the terrain. I think you'll find the students here at Vanderburg Academy are not like those filthy brats they have in private schools. No, I'm sure they're not. Well, thank you, Harriet. Hmm. I'll see you around, Professor. Drinking again. Oh, don't sneak up on people like that. I didn't. You're just deaf. Don't you have friends to go and play with or something? Maybe talk about, uh, I don't know, boy bands? Boy bands? Yeah, like, what's it called? Uh, another direction? You're adorably nerdy. Can you at least make yourself useful if you're going to hang around? What do you want me to do? Salt the windows? Chalk some warden sigils on the blackboard? I want information. The professor who died, what was she like? Did she have any enemies? 
She was an old battle axe, a proper moody bitch. God rest her soul, of course. Of course. When you say moody... Forever snapping at kids for the listless things. She was mean-tempered and liked to talk down to you whenever she could. Anyone in particular she pissed off? Enough that they would want to hurt her? You mean for giving kids detention and bad reports? Hardly enough to drive one to murder. You'd be surprised what drives people to murder these days. Can I ask you another question? Probably stupid, but just to be sure. Sure, go ahead. Have you heard about any strange new trends on campus? You mean like another boy band? Specifically, I'm thinking musically. A very unique and very strange track. Perhaps something people passed around at parties. Something that made people behave funny. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Never mind, probably just me. Can you tell me how the professor died? It might help if we start there. It's not a very pleasant story. I can handle it. Tell me. If James was going to pretend to be a teacher, I figured I should go undercover as a student. Try to get the other side of the coin. As soon as I stepped into the cafeteria, though, everything I hated about high school came flooding back. The large room had a tacky-looking linoleum floor and the uniform tables were arranged in three rows of eight. Even on the first glance, it was clear how the social hierarchy worked here and which tables belonged to which groups. Excuse me? Oh, I'm sorry, lost in my own thoughts there. I haven't seen you around here before. Uh, Are you new here? First day. That's a bit weird, having your first day a week before we break up for Christmas. You're right, that is odd. Not implausible, though. You hungry? I could eat. Come on, I'll show you what's good. Word of advice, stay away from the fish pie. I'm Marcus, by the way. Abigail. So, how long have you been at Vanderburg? I'm fairly new myself. I joined at the start of the term. I hear there's weird things that happen around here. How do you mean? Well, I heard that there's been some accidents recently. A student got hurt and one of the teachers died. What, are you a detective? Don't go around blabbing about stuff like that where the staff can hear you. They're kind of touchy about it. Oh, bad. So, if you're new, I'm guessing you don't exactly have many friends just yet. You assume correctly. Want to come and eat at our table? Sure. Marcus led me over to a table on the back row. Two girls were sitting there. The first was a pretty blonde girl he introduced as Natalie. I wasn't 100% sure, but I immediately got the impression that there was something going on between them. It made sense. Marcus was a good-looking guy. The second girl had dark hair and a more reserved demeanour about her. Her name was Raven, and she studied me for a long time before taking the hand I offered in greeting. There was an intelligence in her eyes, and I found myself instantly curious about her. That's a really pretty necklace, Raven. What is it? Like a little pyramid? Thank you. It's a prism. It's just costume jewellery. Surely not. It looks like an antique. I'm afraid not. It was a present from my grandmother. Did you say your name was Corbin? That's right. Are you related to the chaplain here? Yeah, she's my mum. Is that why you've come to the academy? That's right. I've heard some strange stories since I've been here. Is it true a teacher was killed? Shh! Keep your voice down. I told you, it's a touchy subject. We don't know if she was killed. That makes it sound like someone deliberately murdered her. All we know is, she passed away. I heard she'd been tortured, bound to her chair and covered in cuts. Oh, it's so horrid! It's okay, Nat. I need some fresh air. Can you come with me? Of course. I watched the two of them walk away. My instincts were right. They definitely liked each other. I could tell in the way she stayed close to him for comfort and the way he gently placed his arm around her shoulders, drawing her in, protecting her from the world. I know you're new, but you need to be careful. You can't just go around talking about things like that. 
It's triggering for some people. I'm sorry. Did something happen to Natalie? That's not what I meant. Then what do you mean? Just that Vandenberg Academy isn't just a school. We live here for half the year. Up here on this hill, away from anyone else. We're like a big family here. Everyone's taking Professor Carlton's death hard. Can I ask you one more question? Get the impression you will do anyway. What was Professor Carlton like? Was there anyone who might want to hurt her? Professor Carlton was a very intelligent woman and a great academic. And she was a bully. Is that what you want to hear? She definitely had favourites. And those who weren't in that special circle? She was just very good at making people feel stupid. You know? Is bullying from staff a serious issue here at Vanderburg? No. Just Carlton. Bullying might even be a strong word. I just... She had a way of making people feel really shitty about themselves. Shitty enough they might lash out and try to kill her. This is absurd. If you're going to put the names of every student Professor Colton had a running with on your suspect list, you ought to put me top of the list. She didn't like me at all, and I didn't particularly care for her either. It doesn't mean I killed her. Hmm. Weird. 2013 Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. As some of the greatest philosophers in history have theorized, perception is reality. The myths and the folklore that we believe in, if we were to take that premise, why couldn't they be real? Let's take a real-world example, uh, the double-slit experiment. Are you familiar with this? Yes? 
No? Judging by the chorus of blank looks, I'll say no. Come on, guys, this is the sort of stuff that makes life interesting. I promise you'll find it more fulfilling than watching Big Brother in the evenings. In this experiment, the researchers were able to prove that particles were behaving differently when observed by human eyes compared to when they were unobserved. Think about that for a second. On a subatomic level, right down to the very building blocks of the universe, we have actual evidence that perception directly affects our reality. And now... Hello, Professor. Hunter. Professor Hunter. Really? Yes, Miss... Abigail. I believe I was supposed to be taking this class. Have a seat, then. Nice bow tie. Now, uh, where was I? Ah, yes. Taking the statement that perception is reality, would anyone like to begin a conversation about what this might mean in regards to folklore and urban myths? Anyone? People who report sightings of strange activity. If you see, uh, I don't know, a weather balloon and you already have an inclination towards belief in extraterrestrials, you share your perception of the event and suddenly there are UFOs and alien abduction reports all over the world. That's a good example. Yes, if enough people believe in something, does it make it true? Certain world leaders in the last few years have suggested that we live in a post-truth society. Do facts not matter anymore? Have they ever? Is perception all that matters? Yes, Kayla, is it? Like the Slenderman murders in 2014. Go on. Two schoolgirls murdered their friend, convinced that the internet character Slenderman was real and they were acting in his name. If they prepared to do that, his being true or not makes little difference. Because the outcome is still the same. His will is still carried out regardless. That's really good. Thank you. Yes, good point. Gruesome too. Of course, we must be careful not to overstress the particular significance of that event. After all, it wouldn't be the first time murderers have tried to shift blame for their own crimes onto fictional entities or outside influencers. But if enough people believed, that would make it real, right? I mean, there are accounts of people being able to focus their thoughts into creating thought forms that act with some degree of autonomy. Are you referring to the Jewish myth of golems? Kind of. Golems are clay sculptures animated by powerful magic. I'm thinking more of... tulpas. Thought forms given life through willpower. That would take quite some willpower. There are reports of it, though. On the internet and over in Asia. That's a very good observation, Kayla, though I do feel it's necessary to point out that you can't believe everything you read on the internet. As for claims from Asia, well, I don't think there's ever been a substantiated report of these tulpas before. Not for lack of trying, though. In fact, if I just dig out this book... That was a really good point. I don't think I've ever met another real person with so much knowledge before. Oh, I've always been interested in the occult. This is kind of embarrassing, but I'm a big fan of The Professor. I've read his books. Me too. Don't let him get you down. He's not big on believing things lately. You're here with him, aren't you? Trying to find out what happened to Professor Carlton? Yeah. Just between me and you, of course. Oh, of course. I understand she could be a bit of a bully. Yeah, I would say that's accurate. She definitely had a mean streak that would be quite unfair when she was in a mood. You ever had a run-in with her? Oh, yeah. Loads of people did. She thought some of my theories were too fanciful... She didn't like it if I brought up any modern paranormal sightings. I guess some people think it only counts as folklore if it happened a hundred years ago. Do you know a girl called Raven? Who doesn't? Oh? She probably had a few run-ins with Professor Colton more than anybody. A few students too. She's not exactly popular. We used to be friends, but she's got too weird for me. 
She really withdrew herself, you know. Started to scare me, truth be told. What, scare you? I like to read about this sort of stuff. Raven wanted to actually put it into practice. She said she'd met this guy, a true blue occultist, who was going to show her things. Where did she meet this guy? I'm not sure. Online, I think. I wonder if he... Abigail, since you are clearly going to talk all the way through this class, please, would you leave? What? Please leave my class. What are you doing? I've got things covered in here. Whilst all the students are in class, I want you to check something out for me. What? Go to the kitchens. Let me know if you find anything strange. What are you expecting to find? I'll know it when I see it. Also phone your boyfriend. Ask him if forensics found any DNA evidence from the scene yet. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Bigfoot. Oh, this fucking headache. What? Hello? Hello? Wait, come back! Oh, damn it, who was that? The kitchen looked exactly as you might expect. A clean rectangular room with a large stainless steel work surface in the middle. Along one wall were two industrial-sized cookers, along the other were freezers and storage cupboards. Inside, there were mostly the sort of things you'd expect to find. Frozen bags of chips, single-serving pies and fish fillets. In the cupboards, I found plastic containers with cereals, as well as snack bars, biscuits and the like. Whoever had been in here had been looking through one of the cupboards, and it appeared from the discarded wrappers and crumbs all over the surface had been shoveling biscuits down their throat. A particularly hungry student came back for extra snacks? Seemed unlikely, but I couldn't fathom another explanation. All I could think to do was to follow the crumbs. Literally. On second thoughts, that may not have been my best idea. The train of crumbs ended about five paces out the corridor. I was just wondering what I should do when I heard that static noise again. Shit! I ran towards the yell I heard. Rounding a corner, I found myself in the east corridor. There were no classrooms down here. Rather, this area of the academy was filled with equipment stores, cleaning closets, and a couple of bathrooms. As I approached, I could hear somebody in the boys' toilet. Their voice was muffled, but there was definitely somebody talking. Gingerly, I pushed the door. Suddenly, it was wrenched open, though, and someone barged past me hard. Ow! Hey! It was Marcus. His head was low, one hand raised to his face. I could see streaks of crimson flowing between his fingers. Marcus, wait! Is there someone else in here? Did Marcus break this? Oh! My head! Mrs. Corbin? Oh, hi, Dan. Are you okay? Yes, thank you. I just wanted to make sure that you and Abigail are okay. Yes, we're fine, thank you. Well, I'm not actually sure where Abigail is at the moment. She's off with Mr. Hunter. I see. Listen, I'm afraid I'm calling to give you worse news. I was hoping you could pass it on to the rest of the staff up there at Vanderburg. Oh, no, don't say. I'm afraid so, Mrs. Corbin. The young woman in the hospital has died about an hour ago. The doctors tried all they could. Of course they did. She's in the Lord's hands now. I have to go, Mrs Corbin. Are you okay to inform the headmaster? Of course. Stay safe, Dan. Hello. Reverend Corbin. Hello, Natalie. Please come in. How can I help you? We'd like to have a word with you, if we may. We? 
Oh, hello, Marcus. My gosh, what happened to your nose? There's blood everywhere. Starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter and Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin. With special guest Luke Hunter as Dan Cowell and Tess Gusted as Cheryl Corbin. Also featuring Madeline Rigby, Faith Everett, Edwina Jones, Rachel Calton, Tom Bentley. Narration by David Anthony Green. Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Haunted, the audio drama, is created by Jamie Evans, with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges. Audio engineering by Benton Hodges, Charles Topping and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films and is recorded at Free Sprite Media Studios, with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next terrifying chapter of Haunted, the audio drama. Hi, this is Jamie Evans. And Benton Hodges. We're the producers of Haunted, the audio drama. We hope that you've been enjoying the show and we encourage you to keep track of our goings-on by following our social media accounts. We've got a growing fan community who enjoy sharing theories, fan art, and generally discussing the show. Plus, it's a great way for you to keep up with all the latest news about Haunted and our future projects. Follow us on Twitter at The Impala Films, on Instagram at Haunted Audio Drama, or one word, no capitals, or you can find us on Facebook at Impala Revolution. Enjoy the show and hungry for more? You can find us on Patreon at Impala Films, where you can donate to the show and get rewards such as early access to episodes and a behind-the-scenes podcast that goes through the myths and legends that inspired Haunted. Lastly, please consider leaving a review on your podcast app of choice. It really does help us reach more listeners. Thank you so much to every one of you for listening to our little show. It means so much to us. Yeah, the reception has totally blown us away. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>